0: And welcome to Neither Time Nor The Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane adventures at Torchwood. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the portentous Matt.
1: Hello there. Good morning, David. Good morning, listeners. David, can I start with a story?
0: Of course, you can, Matt.
1: Okay. This story is entitled Matt's Day Off. (laughs) Okay. Once upon a time, there was an exceedingly handsome and incredibly talented young man named Matt who mm-hmm. was having a day off. It was the half term yep. holiday and he no longer had to go to work. So, as part of that day off, he thought, Oh, I, I'm going to watch Torchwood. You know, Wh- whilst Matt yes. is near perfect, he's still flawed. He thought, I'll watch Torchwood. Uh, and he thought, because it's a morning recording, i better get up really, really early so I can watch it and we can record first thing in the morning for the podcast. So Matt woke yeah. up at half past six, uh, <laughs> had a quick shower, had a quick wash, and watched Torchwood <laughs> and then sent yeah. his, his friend David a message that said, David, I've watched it, I'm ready to record when mm. you are. Do you want to tell the ending of that story, David? <laughs>
0: uh, well, I, I, I believe—is this based on a true story, Matt? Can I can I check? Um, uh,
1: <laughs> any likeness to any person living or dead is
0: pure coincidence. <laughs> okay. Well, well, as a guess, I would say how that story ends is um, that Ma- Matt's friend David. Um, Woke up some 20 minutes later, received that message, realized that he'd massively overslept because he'd also intended to get up early to watch the episode and then had to have a mad scramble to um, uh, cram the episode in and also cram some breakfast into his body before jumping on to record. Uh, the episode of their podcast that they do about Torchwood for some reason. Reasons I can't even begin to fathom, to be honest, Matt. Um, but anyway, so I think that's probably how that story ends. Does, does that sound right to you, Matt? Yeah, certainly, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a message I, I, I to I that assume, story. because... It's more like a
1: fable, isn't it? Just don't, mm. don't try for anything, because people will inevitably <laughs> let you down.
0: Uh, here was me thinking that the friend would be a really, you know, easygoing, magnanimous person who wouldn't feel at all put out yeah. by, a, by having to... Uh, anyway, look, um, we're talking about <laughs> end of days this week, Matt.
1: Yeah. I'm excited um, already.
0: Yes. Mainly because we finished of series Torchwood one of Tor- and
1: it won't be a blight on my yeah. week for the coming months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it was, you know, series finale. And, look, I don't... You know me, I don't like to tip my hand too early with these episodes, but I think we can at least agree they stuck the landing. You know, I had my doubts. I had my doubts going into uh, Torchwood that, you know, whether they would be able to maintain... Uh, you know, an engaging storyline, but y- you know, fair play to them—they planted the seeds all the way through the series, and they've absolutely—I'm talking bollocks. Uh, oh,
1: thank God! I could not, I could not tell if you were being sarcastic because I was like, "Oh hell!" I thought this episode was awful.
0: <laughs> but anyway, we will talk about it more later.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we've got we've got other matters to attend to first. Um, where do you want Where do you want to start, Matt? Um, uh, w- w- dare I ask how your week has been? Um, well, it's been the final week of half term,
1: so I've been very
0: tired. Um, mm. I, I, I don't think I've done anything out of the
1: ordinary. I've just been coming home and eating, and then going to bed. <laughs>
0: um,
1: as part of one of my yeah. lessons this week, we watched a video where a man put a balloon in liquid nitrogen and it deflates cause it reflects like the drop in gas pressure. And I, I just thought I really sympathize with that balloon. I know exactly how it feels.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some, <clears throat> I, 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 I have some sympathy, you know, working uh, uh, also in a, a, an education adjacent field will not, not as directly as you, um, The start of this academic year has been, like, messier than I feel like it should have been. And I'm attributing it to a sort of general malaise affecting this nation.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, like, top to bottom, everyone is just so bloody tired (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 do, do you recognise that diagnosis, Matt? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I think I'm right in saying in the time we've done this podcast, we're now on our fourth Prime Minister.
0: Um. Yes, yeah, that's true. Because I, I, I was thinking of it in terms of uh my son's lifetime uh, yeah. yesterday and, and calculating and realizing... He has not yet turned four, and yet he's already um, on. Is soon going to have his fourth prime minister, and also um, depending on how things go today, because there is some speculation that the new prime minister will be in post by the end of today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if that is the case, Truss will have been the the only prime minister. Um, since 1963 do not have a single episode of Doctor Who broadcast during their time in office and that's
1: what really matters isn't it
0: it's just that you yeah, know I've got to, got to bring it back to, to, the, to I, the I think
1: it's important this David, we mentioned the yeah. discussion we had before recording where we right. agreed we as a podcast entirely sympathise with and support Liz Truss she didn't do that bad a job you know, everyone's
0: picking no. her, but we we like to fight yeah, the it's... champion for the underdog, don't we? So, <laughs> well, we are watching Torchwood, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. She at the end of the day, Matt, she, all she wanted was a bit of economic growth, and that's a great thing all the time always and it doesn't matter how that's achieved i think we can all agree on that can't we because at the end of the day exponential growth is entirely sustainable and not at all a damaging and short-sighted way to try and manage an economy just in the same way that you know just think about Think about uh, anything else. uh, Imagine a tree. Imagine that tree growing exponentially, just spreading its roots further and further, uh, you know, destroying buildings in its wake, eventually enveloping the entire planet. That sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't that sound great?
1: Especially when all you've got left is a big tree and you realise the tree is actually just made of turd. (laughs) All along, it wasn't a tree, it was
0: just a turn. Yeah. Uh, But, you
1: know, we we don't like to get political on this show, David, so how's your... No, no, absolutely not. Keep keep the politics out (laughs) of podcasts, that's what I always say.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, All right then, Matt. Uh, Did you want to uh, indulge in any of our other regular features, or are we going to launch straight into... A bit of weedy really big quizzing. Um,
1: well, I thought because today is the release day of Power of the Doctor as we record mm-hmm. this, there'll be an episode on that coming soon, listeners, if you're excited. yeah. Um, I thought we could just make some bold predictions, David, and just see if we get any of okay. them
0: right. Right. Okay. Uh, do you want to kick us off?
1: Uh, yes. I think. Regardless of whether we get a regeneration into David Tennant or Shooty I think we're going to get appearances from other Doctors. Hi, folks. It's Future Matt here. Just to say, fucking saw that one coming a mile off, didn't I? Um,
0: okay, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think, I think we're going to get specifically one other Doctor. I think it'll be the Fugitive Doctor. I would I would be astonished if they don't give the Fugitive Doctor a significant role in this finale. Got an hour and a half to play with. It's one of the biggest dangling threads of this era. Well, they, I, they've got to give us I got excited a little I closure watched on that. The
1: trailer and it had the Fugitive Doctor, yep. and I was like, Oh, get in, she's back. But it was just a flashback to old footage that I'd forgotten about. Yeah.
0: Yeah um so we'll we'll see we'll see but i i think that's a good prediction i also think um we know we know that ace and tegan are coming back you know that's been all over the marketing for this uh but i'm gonna say we are going to get at least one additional returning companion
1: hi folks it's future matt here just to say David fucking saw that one coming off a mile away, didn't he?
0: And I think specifically, it's going to be Susan.
1: Hi folks, it's Future Matt here. Just to say, well, David cocked the predictions up with that one, didn't he? Ooh. Wowzers. Like, I I don't know if it's related. I don't know if it's like Big Finish. Mm. But I've seen Billy Piper talking a lot about Doctor Who at the minute.
0: I think that is big finish stuff. I'd be very surprised if we saw Billy Piper in this one, Mm. though. I think with uh, with the upcoming Tenant stuff, uh, all bets are off. I'd say there's a very good chance of Billy Piper turning up in those. Um, Yeah, in terms of other productions. Oh, I think he's just going to be in the background. I think. I I, don't, I think you know that's a bit of a misdirect. I think there'll just there'll just be a couple of shots where we sort of see him like popping into a into a branch of Nero's, getting himself a a uh, caramel latte.
1: And do you think the master is going to talk really quietly and then shout really loudly?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. I do. <laughs> I think that
1: one's a um, safe bet, isn't it?
0: Um. I think, uh, and uh, I think, my final prediction is that the episode will be emotionally powerful, structurally barely coherent, <laughs> and um, probably slightly too long. Do you, do you think,
1: that at the end, people are going to reflect <laughs> on it positively?
0: Short term, I think the people that have been having—I I, I mean, you've got you've got the Whitaker era stands who are just going to praise it no matter what. Um, who've who'll kind of feel like it's their job to defend this era. You'll get those like I think you and I who, who kind of just want to have an honest nuanced discussion of what worked and what didn't. And I think, I hope, my hope certainly is that for those who who I think do make up the majority of the fandom, um, uh, they will probably find more to like than dislike about it. That is my hope. And then I think there will, of course, be that contingent that will have decided they hated it before, they've even watched a second of it um so I, basically it'll play out exactly the way the rest of her era has in that respect uh, but i think i do think in time people are going to look back on the whitaker era and be like what was all the fuss about like it's it's broadly speaking it is no better or no worse than any other era of new who it's got about the same ratio of uh, great episodes to to stinkers. I it, would say it,
1: I, I'd say it's consistently fine. It never drops between a far, below a five out of ten. Never really gets above yeah. a six. It's just consistently fine.
0: <laughs> I I will say as as someone who who for whom Moffa you know is 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 their favorite showrunner. I miss. I miss some of that giddiness that we got in the Moffat era. Mm. That that sense of just, like, anything could happen. And then... And maybe it would make sense or maybe it wouldn't, but it kind of didn't matter either way because you were thoroughly entertained regardless. We, we've never quite captured that in the Whittaker era, and I think, but I think that's okay. It's okay for it to have its own flavour.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um, Sorry, my we final should, question, we,
1: David, was going to be... Yes, um, yeah. What time today are you sitting down to watch Legend of the Sea Devils just to jog your memory? <laughs>
0: <laughs> as soon as we get off pod, Matt. I cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. Are you, are you going to watch it tonight, Matt? Or
1: are you um, going to
0: save it until near well, the record? I am
1: planning on watching it tonight, but um, I'm going out for dinner. So I'm almost certainly going to miss it, and then have to. Yeah. I'm going to the Metro Centre tomorrow, so I'm going to go into like a twenty four hour social media blackout.
0: Right. Either that, yeah, I mean, or I, I wake up
1: in the middle of the night and watch it in silence.
0: Well, I I might I might have to watch it really late tonight because um my partner has been away with with little Zorbs um visiting her folks, as she likes to do once every couple of months, and uh, we'll be heading back mid-afternoon, and it's a fairly long drive, so there is very little chance that Lil Zorbs will not have a nice big car nap and therefore be bouncing off the walls until about 11 o'clock tonight. So I'm probably not going to get a chance to watch it until very late tonight, but I think I'd rather do that than spend all day at work tomorrow trying to dodge spoilers um, um,
1: I can't remember what else I was yeah. going to say then. oh that was it um, once the episode's aired I think I'm right in saying it might be Tuesday Uh getting together with our usual podcast friends to do a little review so that'll be on YouTube I think the link will be on our social but by the time you are in this episode it'll be four days in the past so
0: You've missed it. Yeah. Yeah, but that will still be probably the first place you'll get to hear Matt's thoughts on uh, Power yeah. of the Doctor, because, of course, we are, it will be the coldest of cold takes by the yeah. time our episode airs. But I, you know what? I am perversely happy about that, Matt, because I'm... I'll be honest. I, I You know, I'm subscribed to too many Doctor Who podcasts, and... The week after a new episode airs and my podcast feed just fills up with everyone's, you know, fresh hot takes on on the new episode, I can find that really exhausting. The need for everyone to have an instant reaction and a fully formed opinion. I kind of like to let things sit a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, see, I've, I'm going to watch it Usually, like, when I watch Torchwood this morning, I watch it and write notes as we go, and I only really kind of half watch the episode. But I am going to watch yeah. this one for leisure. I'm just going to sit and watch it. And then I'll watch it again well, later be really- in the week. In fact, I'm going to watch it every day this week, David. I'm off work, why not? <laughs> just whilst I'm having my yeah. coffee and croissants on the morning, I'll just watch the same hour and a half of Doctor Who.
0: Sounds... Great. Um, are you, you going to be? Are you going to be watching any of the other BBC Centenary, uh, stuff? Um, you know, they've got all sorts coming out. On. Oh, there's an Antiques Roadshow special, Ooh. which I'm very much looking forward to.
1: It's funny because last night I was watching. Uh, I've been watching this time with Alan Partridge again, and and it was the one oh, where right, he yeah. reads his poem about the BBC. So, if I remember when I'm editing,
0: I might
2: cut and put that in this episode now, because it did make me laugh. Twixt here and the horizon, flush to the sky, lies a carpet of people, a meadow of eyes, an orchard of ears, a quiver with glee, a nation reflected in the BBC. Wolf Hall, panorama, cerebral telly, prestige drama. And for those what don't get no grammar, call the midwife. Helms under the hand. A flickering friend in nights drawn cold. A teat for the young, a stick for the old. My dad watched the bee just as my mum did, despite our concerns over oh, the way it is funded. Of course, there were morsels on ITV, but the quality, quality consistency, consistency. The BBC. BBC. Look, I said look, at the delights on the screen. A good goal in football. A speech by the Queen. Blue Peter, felt tips, sticky back plastic. Hands people, lovely hips, they look fantastic. We've moved on from that now. As indeed we oughter. Just harmless fun? It could have been your daughter. Still three cheers from stakeholders and license fee payers. This owed like an onion with multiple layers. I simply request that my message is heard. But my thoughts now take wing like the flight of a bird.
0: Yeah, Uh, but genuinely, as someone who who kind of loves media history and stuff, uh, there is there is so much coming out over the next week or so that that I cannot wait to get stuck into. Like, to be clear, Matt, I wasn't joking about that Antiques Roadshow special. I am going to be watching it. Normally, no interest in Antiques Roadshow, but if you promise me an uh, an hour of Antiques Roadshow where it's old BBC microphones from the nineteen forties and 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 shit like that, I will be all over it.
1: Yeah, when you think about all the horrible um, crimes that have been recorded on those microphones.
0: Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Um, uh, oh, uh, and uh, the other one that I'm very much looking forward to is is the uh, Harry and Paul special.
1: Oh, I didn't know there was I one.
0: exactly. Oh yes, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember a few years ago they did one for an anniversary of um, BBC Two? Yes. Called the Story of the Twos. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be in the same vein as that. Right. But you're kind of looking at the entire history of the BBC. Cool. So that is, that is definitely going to be worth a watch. Yeah,
1: definitely
0: a tune in for that. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: Where do you want to go from But here? it's not...
0: <laughs> we can just end the episode here, if you like, and uh, yeah. we'll just, we we'll, would you know, maybe not talk about Torchwood at all. Um, come on, let's do the Wheelie really Big Quiz.
1: Wheelie Big Quiz? It's time. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I just typed in Just Giving, and instead it loaded up Just Eat and asked if I wanted to order a Chinese. <laughs> Right, and well,
0: and uh, what's the answer, that? Do you want to order a Chinese?
1: Uh, well, it's ten fifty one in the morning, so I'll leave. It. Yeah,
0: bit early, maybe.
1: Right, so David, we are in yeah. week three of the Wheelie Big Quiz. Now, we sadly, are. it seems that our shooting stars quiz last week didn't go down very well because we've only had one donation this week. Ah. Oh. But it, <laughs> There is great news, David. It was from Frank. It was £15. And that's tipped us over the £300 mark. So we're currently... Oh, fantastic. At 47% of our target, 648%, which would be last year's target, which means I would watch Mm -hmm. the entirety of Torchwood again. Not Torchwood, uh, class, in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, David, by tipping over the £300 mark, it's another fifty pounds. It's another ingredient in your mystery sandwich.
0: <laughs> okay, then, Matt. Do you do you want to um, pick another number for me then? Okay. Um
1: Just to confirm, so far your sandwich contains vegetable, ham, Branston pickle, a Tunnocks caramel wafer, cream cheese, and tuna mayonnaise.
0: Hmm. Sounds delightful. <laughs> and so um,
1: I'm going to pick David this week.
0: Number seven. Number seven. Oh, um, and another shout out for um, for this uh this particular product. Um, in I'm trying to think how many weeks it's been since our 200th episode. But anyway, it's Frank's hot sauce. Ah, oh, we're we'll nice. getting spicy, Matt. Yeah, I've never tried but that with the go. Tonics,
1: Bird, but you know it could go down a trend.
0: I mean, to be fair, people do like a bit of chilli chocolate sometimes.
1: Yeah, I I imagine hot sauce, well, hot sauce and cream cheese will be fine. Hot sauce and tuna mayo is probably nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Branson pickle, it'll just be like spicy vinegar, won't it? And the ham will be fine. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we'll see see how how things progress.
1: Yeah, maybe they'll put it on the menu at Subway Sandwich
0: maybe maybe they ought to i mean well, well, tell you what if if i if i enjoy my sandwich when when it's when it's complete uh maybe we can pen them a letter and just say look we've got a great suggestion for a yeah. new new product i
1: mean it's been a while since uh, i've emailed uh, the bbc complaints department so email
0: in some way <laughs> fill that gap. yes indeed
1: Right, would you um, like some right questions, then.
0: David? Of course I would, Matt.
1: Each question is worth £1, David. You get them all right, we'll up it to £10. And right. this week's questions, David, come from
0: Ariel. Okie dokie. Thank you, thank you very much for... David. I am indeed. And and thanks very much, Ariel, for, for sending some questions in. It's always nice when we get questions from a listener.
1: Okay. Well, you might not be saying that after this, David. They might be really tricky.
0: (laughs) Right, we shall see.
1: Question one comes from the topic Time Lord, David. Mm. The question is, which actor had the longest time as the incumbent doctor?
0: Uh, That... mm. That's a tricky one, you see, because how are we defining it? Was McCoy incumbent from I want to say eighty six right the way through to to ninety six? You know, or, or or do we only count the time that he was actively filming Doctor Who? Hmm. Um, I'm. I mean, I I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to say. Because it's 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 e- it's either that or it or it's Tom Baker. Um, so it really depends on how we are defining incumbent. I am going to say.
1: We'll say it's the longest period of time where if you went, who's the current doctor? You would say this person's name. Mm.
0: Um, so I, I guess I am going to stick with McCoy then.
1: Uh, the answer I've got written down, Dave, yeah. is Paul McGann,
0: 96 to 2005. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, hang on. It's yeah, a poorly no, probably question, make sense. isn't
1: it? Should we just give you a pound for charity?
0: <laughs> Entirely up to you. I guess maybe maybe McGann is. Um, I always assumed it was um, if we took it from... Uh, if we just sort of the longest in, you know... Current doctor, I would have thought it was McCoy, but I to be honest, I've never looked closely at the date, so um, David, I, I will defer I'm you to Ariel a hand on for that. charity. <laughs> righty
1: Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's what I always say when it comes to weird mm-hmm. big quiz. Right, David, topic number two is companions. Right. What is the name of Amy and Rory's adopted son?
0: Oh good God. So that's that's only ever established in that uh scene that they never filmed, isn't it? Yeah. Which I've I've seen a couple of times, but I've not watched it religiously. Um No,
1: we watched it when we called this, I've definitely seen
0: it. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I think that was probably only my second time ever watching it. And I, I'll be honest, I haven't committed that name to memory. I th- I seem to recall it was a fairly, like, ordinary British na- name, you know, as well. So I I want to say it was something like Michael or something. Shall I give you some uh, multiple some choice? That's a complete If the option is there, it right. m- might jog my memory.
1: Your, your options are Andy Williams,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Edward Williams, Anthony Williams or Charlie Williams.
0: I don't know why this, could, this is just a hunch, but for whatever reason, Anthony jumped out to me there.:
1: David, the correct answer so I'm going to say Anthony: is Anthony. Well done. Hey Are you ready for question three? I am. David Bradley, sorry, this comes from Episodes and Stories. Yes, indeed. David Bradley memorably played the first Doctor in Twice Upon a Time. But in which episode did he first appear on the show playing a different character?
0: Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's... I, I hope... I've got an obvious answer for this. But I'm now racking my brains. I'm second-guessing myself thinking, like, what if he's appeared twice before? Because it's not, it's not unprecedented. But I can only think of one other appearance from David Bradley in Doctor Who, um, and that's uh, as Solomon in uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship.
1: David, I'm afraid the answer is Monster of Peladon.
0: Was he in Monster of Peladon? No,
1: it's Dinosaurs on a Ah,
0: oh. oh, thank goodness for that. Because he could have been. Yeah. You know, he's been a job and actor for a long time. And actually, I was just, I was just kind of rifling through the classic story. Thing. No, I would have remembered if David Bradley was in a, in a classic Who, surely. Um, but yeah. Right. Thank God for that.
1: Are well, you ready for years and dates? I am. Which of these years has never been the setting... Of a historical Doctor Who episode.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm going to
1: give you some dates, David. If there's been an episode of Doctor mm-hmm. Who set in them, you can dismiss them. I want the one where there has not been an episode of Doctor Who set there. Your options okay. are 1941, that 1987, seems 1987 mm-hmm. 1969, 1924, and
0: nineteen thirteen. Okay. So I'm dismissing. Uh, nineteen sixty nine, and nineteen forty one straight away. Mm-hmm. Because.
1: So your remaining options, David, nineteen eighty seven, nineteen twenty four, and nineteen yeah. thirteen.
0: Okay. So eighty seven, eighty seven. I want to say would be. That's got is that McCoy's first series. It's got to be right. Um. And I'm just wondering, do we ever get any contemporary Earth stories in that series? That's what's giving me pause there. Um and then we've got the two early twentieth century dates, so nineteen thirteen I'll be honest you know I've made but very clear' before history's not my strong suit. this is not an easy one for me um, I want to say nineteen thirteen sounds about right for uh twice upon a time the uh mm-hmm. the the um Christmas truce, so I think I'm going to discount that one.
1: So you're now between 1987 Sl- and
0: 1924. 1924. Now, when was Unicorn and the Wasp set? That that could that could have been about 1924, couldn't it? But maybe it was later, maybe we're talking 30s. I um Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Um I'm going to say 1987. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah.
1: Oh, David, I'm so sorry. The answer's
0: 1924. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> I got... I, I was so close. See, so I,
1: close. I wondered oh, well. if 1987 was like New Who, you know, like uh, Father's Day.
0: Oh, yes. That would have fit in around then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of Father's Day. What a, that was a brilliant question though. Okay. Yeah.
1: Next question then, David from Monsters. Which Doctor Who monster was designed by a child?
0: That would be the Absorbaloff.
1: That, that's a bit of a giddy. Yeah,
0: we question. all know that one, don't but we? I also,
1: David, would have accepted the answer. Any Torchwood script. <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, dear, oh, dear. And when I
1: say written by a child, you could have said written by a dog. (laughs) Okay, we've got one final question, David. We do. Cast, crew, and beyond. Mm. David, Karen Gillan went on to play Nebula in the MCU after her time in Doctor Who. Whilst her co-star, Arthur Darville, brought a DC character to life. Which character was
0: this? Oh, God. I cannot remember. Oh, I, I do know I do know the name. So it's it's Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, one I've of those only shows nobody six- watches.
0: Yeah, I watched about six episodes of it when I briefly had an TV subscription, but I only really had the, the subscription for Game of Thrones. So when that finished airing, I just <laughs> didn't carry on with Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, and it's, it's a really dumb, like, cool guy name. It is, yeah. Like, like, uh, like, um, John Stryker or something <laughs> like that, but it's not that. You're not far off. Um, yeah. Would you
1: like some clues? Oh, Weirdly, wow. in the same way as River Song this character yeah. is revealed to be another superheros like future son
2: uh.
1: and that that hero david one of my favorites booster gold
0: <laughs> yeah I, I this is the trouble cuz i'm i've i'm so, i've never really dug deep into dc no, i've always you, you been more interested to in marvel if you'd stuff read
1: the wikipedia page i'm just reading
0: <laughs> um
1: his abilities, David, are he's a genius level inventor, a time traveller, skilled yeah. in fighting styles from martial arts of every era of history.
0: Yeah. It's is it rip somebody or other? It is rip. Or, rip yeah, rip oh it's it you know when it's just on the tip of your tongue.
1: I might give you it, David, because, like... Uh, I,
0: I, yeah, I... I oh, get, put 50p in the pot. Rip Hunter. I'm not, I'm not getting this. Hunter, that was it. Yeah. Oh, rip Hunter. I knew it was... Uh,
1: in fact, instead of donating yeah. to the Wheelie Big Quiz, uh, I've just got a message. Do I want to donate £2 to Wikipedia? So I'll do that on your behalf, David.
0: Ah, that's that's generous i mean uh i I do use wikipedia every bloody day so i'm i'm always (laughs) you know what what's a really bad habit that i've gotten into um i whenever i'm eating something that i don't think i've eaten for a while or is new to me i will always look it up on wikipedia I and I don't know why, because like sometimes it's you know it'll just be like um, a particular kind of crisps or something. There'll be like a stub article where, where where which hasn't been updated for six years, where it's just someone listing discontinued flavors of that particular brand of crisp. But I don't know. I've I've yeah. I I I always wiki stuff I'm eating. Uh,
1: with me, it's like if there's like an old song that I haven't heard in a while. Uh, mm. In fact, recently I think I googled. Uh, Wikipedia, don't let's start by they might be giants, and just read up about it, and then I was like, oh, "Oh, fantastic, see you later. (laughs) Like information that stays in my short term memory for about eight seconds.
0: Yeah, but you have a nice time when you're reading it. That's the important thing. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to read more up on DC's Heroes of Tomorrow or whatever it's called, because, and maybe I'll be able to discover why anybody watches it because it sounds shit.
0: it ran for quite a few series, and I did get the yeah, general it's so impression determined. that
1: that's not a mark of quality. <laughs> <laughs> Coronation Street's been running for like seventy years.
0: My 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 impression of it from from like online discussion stuff, it has been <coughs> that if you don't mind a bit of sort of like cheap campy fun, it's a it's a good brain off watch, and. I could see it developing in that way. That the sort of six episodes or so I watched, I was like, I don't know that this is good, but it's passing the time. But uh, sadly, I don't, I don't have that much time to pass at the moment, so it, it, it's not bubbled up as a priority in the last few years. But I might get around to it one day.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe when we finish Torchwood right. and Sarah Jane, we'll be like, yeah, you know, what we really need is more mindless crap to fill the voids
0: in our life. Let's watch this. All righty. Speaking of mindless crap, David, it's Torchwood O'Clock. Oh, God. End of days.
1: End of days. End of series one. The curse is lifted. Yeah. We can live our lives Uh, as three men.
0: What I'll say, Matt, up top, is... This is the first of two Chris Chibnall finales I'm going to be watching tonight. I bloody hope The Power of the Doctor is a significant improvement on this. Because this was, and I do not use this word lightly, dire television.
2: Well, I
1: I knew it was going to be bad when I was making my notes... And I was like, oh, there's a big monster. This will be interesting. And I checked the little clock on iPlayer and there was eight minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, all right, so this, this wraps up pretty soon then, I guess.
0: Oh, God. You know what? When that monster was revealed, honest to God, I just sat there and said out loud to no one, oh, dear. That was my just initial honest response was just, oh, dear. Yeah. We're, do- We're doing this, are <laughs> Okay. You have decided... This was what you decided to commit to. This is what you spent half the budget of the series
2: on. Well, I, I
1: just saw all the oh. different plot points. I was just like, I don't care. Like, honestly, if... if Nor did, no, room-
0: no did, no did Chibnall... It feels like...
1: But if Gwen entered the room and really dramatically said to Jack, Jack, I've just eaten a jam sandwich, it would have exactly the same (laughs) impact on my life. Like, I I, I just... I have no connection to these characters. The stories are boring. Like, I'll tell you the one thing that intrigued me was at the end, where they were... I think it's where Jack's back, right at the end... And all I could think about was all the numerous trip hazards in the Torchwood HQ. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, why is there running water across the floor?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a very poorly designed building. I, I've, um, I've
1: said it before, David. I'll say it again. I absolutely yeah. abhor Torchwood. This has been one of the worst ideas we've had, is watching this.
0: Yeah. And, to be clear, are you, st- are you still up for doing series two, three, and four.
1: Oh, we've got to. We've got to. But, like,
2: <laughs>
1: ev- like I, when I was checking this morning, David, hand on heart, I just forgot to put a tweet out asking for opinions this week for listeners. And I just thought, mm-hmm. Do you know what? I'm not going to... I just don't care what people think. Like, the, the smooth yeah. <laughs> morons <laughs> that enjoy this, I just don't want to hear what they have to say anymore. Anyway.
0: <laughs> right well yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah, I, I don't know whether we can say much more up, up, up top I think we just need to get stuck into this one and uh, put it to bed Matt
1: right well this is End of Days episode 13 of series 1 mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: from the 5th of January 2007 as we've said it's written yeah. by Chris Chibnall and it's directed by Ashley Way,
0: who. Astonishing to think that Chris Chibnall got Broadchurch commissioned in part off the back of his success as a showrunner on Torchwood.
1: Yeah. A- Ashley Way's. She should be arrested for fraud. Mm hmm. Right. I, I say it all the time, but she's stealing a living. Right.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. Gwen is in bed with Reese. Turns out they're all great mates again. I can't keep up with this relationship. I'm so uninvested in it. I, I don't haven't followed it week by well, week. Well, that's the
0: thing. They're, they're they're too they're too awful people, but not in a you know sometimes awful people can be entertaining to watch. I mean, you know, look at Breaking Bad. Um, but the they're just awful in a way that you just don't you don't want to spend time with them. They're like that couple that you. You know they're sort of friends of friends, and you're just like um, someone says, "Oh, do you, you want to come along to to this thing?" And you're like, "Oh, a Gwen and Reese going to be there? Because if if they are, I might give it a miss. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I just do not want to spend time with these people and their obnoxious, toxic relationship and Another another blot in in um uh Reese's copybook for me um not not quite as severe as that time he verbally abused his partner in a restaurant, which you know was not an endearing moment nope. um but why why does that man always wear a button up shirt oh uh... who who's Slouching around in the house, cleaning the fucking oven in a button-up shirt. That—that's not
1: where I thought you were going with this. I thought you were going to talk about his nice ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, okay. i i, I will—I will say that moment where where he slaps his ass like that. That. That is one of the things that I do appreciate um, about Torchwood, and I would say more broadly, British TV. That's the kind of thing that you would never see on an American TV show because American actors basically don't want to do anything that that makes them in any way unflattering. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But that, to me, felt like a real honest moment that could have been plucked out of anyone's life. Maybe, maybe Americans are just actually that uptight, and they never do anything like that. But you know that that sort of nonsense is going on in bedrooms around this country on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, like who, who so, doesn't love, love a good drum on their ass?
0: Yeah. So you know what? That is one of the. F- that is genuinely one of the highlights of this episode. To me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Right, we'll see you next week. Oh, we'll just call I, time I, there. I only realised that. So that's, you that's, could watch... Words are coming out of my mouth. You could watch a sci-fi drama about a time rift opening and a massive demon, or you can watch a man drum on his arse. And I, I think we're nearly know our colours to the mast here, David. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry Matt just give me a minute just give <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: Right, all okay. the times we've
1: slagged off <laughs> and this is what it was missing
0: <laughs> okay. okay I think you're going to have a sip of tea and then I think I'll, I'll, I'll be able to keep it under control
1: Right, Jack calls Reese says don't answer it but Gwen does anyway and yeah. says turn on the news there's UFOs and men in historic dress and as you correctly say David first thing on the morning Rhys puts on his going out shirt I think he yeah, did refer I mean... to it as his pulling shirt a week or so ago
0: Oh no, I think that, I think that was a, that was a sleek uh, purple number, wasn't it? Oh
1: yeah.
0: I think it's a different shirt.
1: Right. After the intro then, Ianto is reading up on the end of days, and it's the rift causing everything. So yeah. Jack blames Owen because obviously Owen was toying with the rift last week. And he says, phase one of the plan, we're just going to round everything up and we're going to stick it in the dungeon. Mm. Full stop. End of. Okay. So whilst everyone springs into action, Gwen just kind of sits there moping about. And we've had a full series, David. I'm going to say it. Gwen is the single worst character in all of Doctor Who canon. Wow. Worst written... Worst acted, um, you know, worst in terms of plot and character. Just, like, if I could blink her out of existence, I would, and I think the show would be better for it.
0: Do you think... I'm, I'm trying to put myself in Eve Miles' shoes. She does, She does a supporting role in one episode of the first series of Doctor Who, and that's exciting. Big break, you know... All eyes are going to be on it because it's it's a massive show returning for the first time. It's a third episode as well. So, like, th- that hype train's going to be rolling still unless it was a complete disaster, uh, which, of course, it wasn't. Um, and then she gets the call from this showrunner saying, you know, kid, you got star power. <laughs> and, you know? And all of a sudden she's being offered a lead role in a spin-off show set in the same universe. And she must have been thinking, like, my God, this is... I could never in my wildest dreams have thought I'd get an offer like this. And then the scripts start to roll in. And what must have been going through her mind at that moment? Do you think she was sat there flicking through and thinking, like, Oh God, I've made a huge mistake here.
1: Well, I I was reading a thing this week at work, and it kind of popped back into my head this morning. So, in the late 90s, when the X-Files was big, there was a huge upsurge in the number of young women taking up careers in science, technology, engineering and maths, collectively known as STEM. Uh, Basically, and it was known as the Scully effect, where Gillian Anderson's character was such a good role model and inspiration that people went into these fields. What do you think the Gwen effect Mm -hmm. is?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I I mean, probably almost impossible to measure (laughs) Mm. in terms of overall cultural impact. Um, I don't know. Might have persuaded... A, uh, a few more women to take up um, careers I- in the police and uh, potentially stay in abusive relationships. So
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> good, good job, guys. Yeah. She's,
1: oh, she's God. no wrong. Uh, anyway. Anyone. Right. Gwen's old yeah. police friend rings up and turns out he's locked up a Roman soldier who's guilty of killing two men. Mm. Uh, so as mm. you do, Jack just walks into a locked room with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, does does something off screen? Do we do we get the impression that he like tranked him or something? I think
1: that was part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also a plot point that goes absolutely nowhere.
0: No. Nah.
1: We never see or hear what they've done with that soldier later on. We don't get any follow nope. up with Gwen's friend. You know, you don't yeah. even see him leave the cell. Jack just goes in, knocks him out, and goes home.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, Torchwood, for for an organisation that that's keen on drugging people, um, if they if they accidentally stumble across their quote unquote secrets, Gwen is just standing around in a corridor, just chatting with a mate about how you know there's a rift in time and. Mm. And, you know, things are coming through. And no no implication that they ever follow up with that guy or... Like, is Torchwood a secret organisation or not?
1: It's just like a gossip column in a magazine, isn't it? Like, if you look hard, you can find it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Owen and Tosh visit the hospital... Uh, Because when people have moved through time, that has included plague victims, and the plague has begun to infect Cardiff. Uh, Tosh sees her mum, who delivers an ominous warning. Um, And this kind of sets a trend that you only work out at the end, that everybody sees something they really love and care about. Yeah, I I just thought Tosh's mum is back in time or forward in
2: time.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I was I was like, oh here we go. We we what we're doing is we these are all we're getting stuff that is straight out of the R T D playbook here. So we kick things off with with a doom laden news report.
1: Yeah.
0: You know this we've was very very spaceships
1: R T D wasn't it? It did that all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've got spaceships over over the Taj Mahal. That never goes anywhere, does it? No. No. Plus. Um, and I'm pretty if sure they used the same. Doesn't
1: that mean they've been at Earth yeah. at some point anyway? Uh,
0: p- possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Um, just a throwaway line, chucked it in there, thought no more of it. Um, and also, I'm pretty sure they used the exact same stock image of the Taj Mahal that they used for uh, the episode um, uh, Army of Ghosts, where the Cybermen start appearing all over the world. There's a there's a scene where you see like ranks of cybermen standing in front of the Taj Mahal. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Just it, the second I saw it was just like, ah oh, yeah. No, that reminds me exactly of that shot. They've just superimposed some different stuff on it. Um Yes, yeah, so we get that. So so that's very RTD. And then we start getting like portentous visions, mm. you know. Which puts me in mind of, you know, the mysterious woman in in Tenants finale.
1: Yes. They just start
0: showing up and talking to Wilf. Yep. Um, And that's never explained. There is... This episode makes absolutely no attempt to explain anything that occurs in it.
1: Yeah. It's just garbage. So, Gwen sees Billis from last week, who apologises yeah. but then disappears.
0: Um, so, how did you feel when when he popped back? I mean, bearing in mind, I'm, I'm assuming you were watching this on iPlayer, yeah, and it is spoilt by the uh, by the thumbnail for this week's episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but I kind of assumed he'd be. Uh Ianto, yeah. in amongst all his many skills and roles in Torchwood, has been weevil hunting and sees mm-hmm. Lisa, his dead girlfriend. Uh,
0: oh, you know, what we didn't, we didn't address is uh, Ianto's first scene this week where he's just reading extracts from the Bible to people. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's helpful whilst we're um, trying to focus on the job in hand, isn't it?
0: Yeah, like, what... I understand... N- I, 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 I cannot get my head around the sequence of decisions either in or out of universe that led to that scene existing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on.
1: Right, so anyway, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless mm-hmm. and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the Waters and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and He separated the uh-huh. light from the dark. Oh, sorry, I've done any yanto. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Yeah. right.
0: Um, yeah, yeah it's least, easily done, isn't it?
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, it was just a riveting read, I couldn't put it down. Um, So he sees Lisa, his girlfriend, who says people will die unless he opens the rift. Owen and Jack argue for a bit. And Jack says that you can't fix what's happened. Okay, the rift shouldn't be reopened. So Jack fires Owen on the spot. Finally, a bit of discipline in that workplace.
0: (laughs) I love that
1: everything's either fine or you're fired. There's no in-between, no formal discrepancies or anything like that.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it, it's a stock record, but uh, yeah, Torchwood continues to be a completely dysfunctional work environment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um, Owen also says, I've got 24 hours until I get retconned. So it turns out if you yeah. work there, you can forget everything, but when it's just mentioned in passing conversation, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, it's fi- it's fine to just start spilling spilling secrets in you know public places with uh, acquaintances and, and former colleagues, but you know, <laughs> right? If uh, okay, oh, yeah, okay,
1: it's just garbage. This isn't it. Um, mm. Jack demands absolute trust and discipline as Owen leaves. do
0: Jack- yeah, you know what, Jack? Hang. On. Do you know what? If that is what you want as a leader, how about trying to organically inspire some of it by acting in a trustworthy manner, being a helpful and approachable boss, supporting your colleagues through difficult emotional times? You know, are we meant to think Jack is a good person in this?
1: I don't know. Or are I, I we meant really to think he's
0: like a colossal him. asshole? Yeah. He is horrible in this show.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: poor.
1: <sighs> right. Jack yeah. and Gwen anyway. go to Billis' clock shop. Um, I like that <laughs> yeah. his evil plan all along is to go through time, get some clocks, and then sell them. yeah.
0: <laughs> He's basically,
1: you know, he could do a just, he could do a Biff Tannen from Back to the Future and bet on sports. But yeah. No, he thinks clocks are where the real money is.
0: And it just makes me wonder whether, you know, has he, has he ever um, been approached by the BBC to do some. Uh, be like a team captain on Bargain Hunt or, or anything like
1: that. Yeah, you know? really sinister Bargain yeah,
0: Hunt. Yeah, really <laughs> Yeah, I just love that basically the big bad for this whole series that we've been building up to was just a, a, a slightly spooky antique steal. <laughs> yeah,
1: with a secret. Don't
0: forget, he's very secretive. <laughs> with a secret. Oh, he's so secretive. He's so secretive. Matt, that all of his actions in the preceding episode make no sense when put into the context with this one. Yeah. Have you have you thought about that? Last week, last week he was all about trying to trap Tosh and Jack in the past for some reason. This week he is all about trying to manipulate Torchwood into opening the the rift. Um Ah no I'm I'm just now saying that out loud I'm I'm seeing it so his plan to get them to open the rift last week was trapping yeah Jack and Tosh right okay now that does make sense then now, uh, uh today I, I I was just like surely it was be better for them to all be in one place where he's you know so they can open the rift whereas if he's got them separated out in time How's that going to work? But, um, no, that that does make sense. So, all right, I'll, I will let that one slide chip off. Okay. That was on me.
1: He did have loads of clocks in his office last week, though.
0: Yeah. But also, like, the whole being able to step through time thing. No explanation given. No. For that.
1: No, everyone and else is also, building massive machines to do it, and he can just... Eat. Yeah.
0: And, and also... He doesn't... Like, no effort for there to be any kind of effect for it. You know, he just sort of blinks in and out of existence like the shopkeeper in Mr. Ben.
1: He's also... Like, if if you can just walk through time, you're like one of the most powerful beings in the universe. He should be promoted from Torchwood to full Doctor Who. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean you could you could imagine Doctor Who having a lot of fun with a character like Billis. Mm. Um but yeah, what we get here just doesn't it right. doesn't work. Jack anyway, let's pulls, let's keep going. Jack keep pulls going. a gun
1: on Billis, so Billis disappears into yeah. time. But then he immediately reappears to stop Gwen leaving, takes her by the hand, and shows her dead Reese. Dead Reese in her flat, a vision that never comes to pass.
0: Uh, I mean, I think that was intentional. Like, it was... You know, it it was... But then, why should it... If he could just basically... Just magic himself anywhere he needs to be. Does it matter whether Reese is So long as Gwen, I, I guess Gwen needs to be there to to witness it. Is yeah. the thing to push her over the edge. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: so Gwen. Runs it's so home.
0: it's so hard with an episode like this where it just the whole way through it's just stuff happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It it really doesn't feel like there is there is a real narrative flow here. It's just stuff happens, and you got to think about it afterwards and see if see if you can form it into into a linear narrative that makes sense.
1: Um, right. Gwen goes home to Reese, who's cleaning the oven in his finest shirt, and I, I couldn't think of how else to describe this, but she, she just kidnaps him.
0: Yeah, no, she does. Uh, she she drugs him and takes him against his will and locks him up in a cell.
1: Yeah. Um. Owen is in a bar where he sees Diane, and she tells him to reopen mm. the rift. And Reese wakes up. Nice to see in a Torchwood cell.
0: Yeah, ni- nice to see Diane back. Um. Not really the way in which I'd hoped they would readdress that um, plot line. Mm. I I really hope. I still hold out hope that maybe there's more to be explored there.
1: Yeah, you would hope but
0: so. It it's 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 an increasingly forlorn hope.
1: Uh, Must be yeah. said. So Reese wakes up in a Torchwood cell. Uh, Gwen leaves him locked up, except there's a security breach. Is the security breach Owen breaking back into Torchwood?
0: Uh, I guess it must be. I did wonder how how Owen got back in. He, I assumed it was just a case that Ianto hadn't bothered to, like, update update the swipe card system
1: yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I haven't asked for his keys back yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah. Because all the cells open from the security breach, Reese now sees Billis, who stabs him and disappears. So sometimes Billis is just like a sinister presence, other times he's a full-blown murderer. I don't know what's going on with him. Okay. Uh, Gwen finds Reese dead, uh, and he's full-blown dead dead. He's not just a little bit dead. Mm -hmm. He's real dead.
0: No, very dead. Uh, she wants oh, yeah. to
1: use the resurrection gauntlet, except of course it was destroyed a few weeks back. Uh, so, yeah, Gwen has a bit of a breakdown, seemingly forgetting everything that's ever happened in Torchwood so far. Owen comes back mm-hmm. to confront Jack. To be fair, says,
0: easily done. I've, I've forgotten a lot of what's happened in Torchwood so far. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, Owen comes back to confront Jack. He's going to open the rift, and everyone in Torchwood mm-hmm. turns on Jack to support Owen. Uh, Jack points out, well, everyone's turned on Jack, and Jack thinks the way to win them all over is to be awful and point out all their flaws. Um, yeah. Which, of course, is manager, full-blown mutiny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did he think would be the outcome there?
1: I don't know. Like. I think Owen is fair in his assessment where he just thinks, I'm just going to shoot Jack in the head. I've had enough.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, uh, sadly, it doesn't take. But He tried.
1: But then they, they've they all got a job to do, so they, they don't even have time to move mm-hmm. Jack's corpse. They just carry on with him laid there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they open the rift and Jack's back alive again, which means everything oh, kicks can...
0: off. Can I address one particularly baffling moment uh, in that sequence? It's easy to miss. Uh, Owen start uh, Owen starts off the process of opening the rift and doing the frantic uh, TV typing because no, nobody nobody uses a mouse on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, every, every time you need to achieve anything on a computer on TV, it's yeah, <laughs> you know, um. But so Owen's doing that, and then Gwen walks up, and shoves him aside and says, "No, let me do it." <laughs> and starts. And, and it's just like, are you gonna be any like what? <clears throat> yes, let's let's let the emotionally unstable person who has just witnessed her partner being stabbed to death on CCTV. Let's let her uh, do all the security protocols. <laughs> How, who how why does it why does it even matter who's doing it you're just typing passwords in <laughs> I, I yeah okay but it, it just it just stuck out to me just like I don't I don't know again in and out of universe what is being achieved by that moment
1: I, I it's just I, I, I don't stuff think happening. anybody knows David
0: yeah, okay, right. Nobody Let's has. carry on. Right,
1: yeah. So they see Billis again, and Abaddon, the beast below the rift, has been freed.
0: Yeah, of course C- he has.
1: CGI hasn't really aged that well, has it?
0: Oh, boy, it has not. No. I mean, very few things about Torchwood have aged well, it's fair to say. But this in particular, like... Would this have aired before or after the Satan Pit? Uh, after. After. Oh, I'm surprised this got approved mm. as as a storyline because it invites immediate comparison, um, and on all counts is a worse effort. Yeah. You know, the CGI is worse. The surrounding plot is infinitely worse. The um, the central performances are worse. The resolution is worse. They they basically they try to give, they try to give Jack a doctor moment here at the end, but it, it, yeah, it's just like on every level, it just feels like a poor imitation. Anyway, um, so let, let, let's return to your notes, Matt.
1: Alright. Abaddon, the beast below the rift, also has a murder yeah. shadow.
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: Should we just leave that hanging for a while, just for people to think about that? Yeah. Uh, so Jack says to Gwen, take me to an open space. Hey, if Abaddon feeds on life force, I'm an all-you-can-eat buffet, baby. What a cock. Yeah. What an absolute cock. Uh, Jack yeah. fights the shadow, I guess, and Avedon well, disappears.
0: Yeah. I felt bad for Barrowman in that scene, Matt, because whoever... Whatever the direction was there, it was a mistake. It just looks so silly. Yeah, It just looks like Barrowman is just having a complete... Breakdown. I told you just... it's Ashley
1: Ware.
0: Yeah. What I I mean, I, I honestly thought it was like, oh, he's acting for CG that they didn't have the budget for there. Like they were told he was told like you know there's gonna be like trails of light like, su- sucking out of you and you're like fighting against it and but but we don't get that. All we just get is a man standing alone on. You know, on a on a bank of gravel, just screaming and flailing about. Yeah. Um, but then we we do get the trails of light like later, but it comes like fifteen seconds in.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of him just writhing, and I guess they must have gone. Just do, your yeah, thing, John. We'll just fix it in post.
0: <laughs> they didn't. None of this got fixed in post. Yeah. yeah, and, OK, I uh, just... What, what was your honest reaction, then, when you saw the Beast stomping around Cardiff? Like, how were you feeling in that moment? Like, knowing I... that this is it. This is what the whole series has been building towards.
1: Well, I, I was like... Maybe I was expecting too much, but... You see it stomp through Cardiff, but you don't see any of its destruction. You don't see like smashed buildings. No. You just see it's no. casting a shadow, and then it goes to a wide open, desolate wasteland, and yeah, John Barrowman flails about on the floor for a bit.
0: Yeah, we don't get even get like a single crushed car. No. Or um, it's like, don't don't do Godzilla if you don't have the budget to actually do Godzilla yeah you know you, you either you commit to that idea or you find something else to do and like this is meant to be Doctor Who for grown-ups but when it comes across as like even more stupid and patronising than a bad episode of Doctor Who, you're you you're in trouble there, because this is like what what Torchwood needed for a big bad was, I think, some kind of really intense psychological threat, something that that is genuinely scarier than what you could get away with on Doctor Who. Mm. That's the root of. Uh, that's how you make use of A, being in the Doctor Who universe, but B, crucially, being aimed at a, at a strictly adult audience. Great. Treat your audience like adults, then. What we get here is something. It, it feels like something aimed for kids. Because it's just.
2: big stompy monster! A- exactly you know?
0: that. Yeah. My. My, my 3 going on 4 year old son, he loves drawing big, stompy monsters at the moment. He's all about the big, yeah. stompy monsters. I could show him that clip, and he'd have a whale of a time with it. Yeah. I won't, well, it, it <laughs> because there would be like, too many questions. You but. know,
1: if you couldn't think out anything else, just like, I don't know, big, stompy monster?
0: Yeah, and 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 the other thing is, of course, that like this is a series finale um and Doctor Who, two series in um r t. d has already got his system down, he knows you do standalone episodes, but in each one, slip in a little reference, give a little hint towards something coming, you know, keep tuned, everyone, something big's on the way um. None of that in this series. Mm-hmm. No one at any point... Like, no no mentions of Abaddon. Like, it would be so easy to slip in the occasional reference to, like, you know, some scrawled bit of writing in some journal or... You, do you know what I mean? Just the occasional dark reference to Abaddon, something coming, some kind of relationship with the Rift. And all of a sudden... I'd be sitting here thinking like well they didn't nail the execution but you know they kind of delivered what they were promising but this this just comes and, and like billis is somehow the the servant of abaddon this is what he's been working towards for all these decades unleashing this monster upon the world okay why what was that job interview like? What, what, you know, why is this what you're doing? Yeah, what is um, did, Abaddon, did Abaddon give Billis? Yeah, did did Abaddon give Billis these powers? The powers to to wander through time and steal clocks. But, um. Again, I, I, this is what I keep coming back to. It feels like there has been no forethought here. It's just stuff happening for the sake of stuff happening and as a result yeah it doesn't it just doesn't work yeah anyway right let's wrap this up let's wrap this up
1: so jack fights the shadow abaddon disappears and gwen goes home to race torchwood think that jack is dead dead so gwen awkwardly stares at him for ages they even say it's oh. been
0: days. Yeah, I, I, I really um, that when that when it cuts to the, to them all sort of standing there watching Gwen watching Jack, I kind of wanted is it Owen who, who says to Ianto, "How long's it been?" I really wanted Yanto just well, about yeah, a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, give it, give it time. <laughs> but, but no, oh god, right. yeah. Uh,
1: Ianto smells Jack's coat whilst Gwen kisses Jack back to life. Yeah. Really emotional moving saying that. Everyone hugs Jack Mm. for a bit. He forgives Owen. Yeah. Uh, The rift is closed for now, more volatile than ever.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Jack, Jack sort of hugging a sobbing Reese and saying, I forgive. Like basically going full Jesus on him. Yeah. If if any fictional character is unworthy of the the Jesus analogy, it's Jack Flippin' Harkness.
1: Well, he's here, that to, it's it's here uh, to forgive, you know. All sins are
0: abolished. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, I, I would love it if I would just turn around and, well, I don't fucking forgive you for all of the horrible things you have said and done to me and my friends. Over the last few months. That would have
1: been great. If if Jack's like, don't worry, Owen, I forgive you. And Owen just looks him in the eye and just goes, you are
0: scum. And shoots him again. Yeah. Just like, I I will. will... I'm going to
1: shoot you every day.
0: (laughs) Every time you come back, I'll be there. Bang. Back down you go. Right.
1: Uh, Gwen asks Jack what he would have seen that would have convinced him to open the rift. He says, oh, there was nothing. I'm incapable of love. Aren't I all sad and emo and whatever? Uh, But then he says, oh, the right sort of doctor would have convinced me. We hear the TARDIS and Jack disappears.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, so that would presumably be the point at which... Um is it it's series three, isn't it? I, I think um, when
1: I went on our favourite website, Wikipedia, it said that this episode yeah. immediately leads into Utopia.
0: Yes, yeah. Utopia where, where he you see him caning it along um a street in Cardiff and he clings onto the side of the TARDIS.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So sure. Yeah. I guess it's nice for me to finally have seen that and, you know, have that loop closed. But um Oh goodness me. One
1: down, three to go.
0: Oh god. Oh why did why did I say we should do Torchwood Matt?
1: Well you know, like I say, uh. we'll tick it off and then we never have to watch it again. The only problem is it probably take us the best part of two years to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah but we'll, um, we'll we'll get there yeah. we'll get there um, so uh, next week listeners um, as I mentioned another Chris Chibnall finale one that one can but hope is a significant improvement on, on this one uh, we will be discussing The Power of the Doctor My first fashionably late as always table. Yeah, and you know it's going to be a wild one because, of course, we don't know for the we first know time we- I think ever, we do not know which actor. We know we can we can assume it's one of two. I mean, good god, imagine what a rug pull it'd be if if, if we watch it and it's I don't know, freaking Judy Dench or something, <laughs> and it's 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 not even Tennant or Gatwa. But presumably, it's going to be one of those two. We just don't know which. Um... I don't mind telling you, I'm genuinely very excited. Yeah. I I really. I want it to be good. I hope it will be good. I think it's going to be pretty good. I mean, at least for me, I lo- I really like flux. So, when when Chibnall pulls out all the stops and goes a bit wild, I'm there for it. Um. So I hope that's what we're going to get this time round as well.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed
0: yeah um but if we're not doing any list of tweets or anything then i guess that's it for this one so yeah, i forgot um, to
1: ask but fa- at the same time yeah care so.
0: yeah you did did you for, did you really forget matt or did you just uh,
1: It was did you remember it, so I to forget I did forget did i put a message out? <laughs> um uh... Oh, no, I just put a message out that said I don't
0: like Torchwood. <laughs> yeah, still stands. Yeah. Right, OK. Well, there we go then. So do join us next week, listeners, when we will be discussing the power of the Doctor. But until then, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, Jimmy we go? Bye now. Thank you for
1: listening to neither the time nor the space if you wish to contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on twitter we are at time nor space pod.
0: and thank you to alexander urban for his smashing arrangement of the doctor who theme